It's Christmas Eve in Laguna Beach and all around the world tonight. And we welcome you with all of God's people from around the world, from every nation, gathered tonight in places like this to worship the one born Savior of the world, the sign that God is with us. We welcome you especially and are glad that you worship with us this evening. This is the evening that the Lord has made and we are rejoicing and glad in it. Let us pray together. Lord Jesus Christ, we celebrate your birth. You have come to seek and to save us, to transform our lives and to heal our world. Make us right by your grace and truth, we ask. Fill us with your joy as we worship you this evening. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Let us be seated. Tonight we light the Christ candle in celebration of the Messiah's birth. As God's promises continue to shine, we echo the words shared through the ages. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Join me in the responsive call to worship that you will find in your bulletin. God is here. The Messiah has come. He is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We open our eyes to see him and lift our hearts to worship him. We have come to exalt the name of Jesus, our Savior and King and to bring glory to God the Father. O oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. And so let us stand and worship together.
Let us be seated as we continue in worship. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee. Come to the Lord and confess to him our need for him and our world's need for him in our responsive confession. Will you pray with me? Lord Christ, word made flesh, our world waits for your peace, your pardon, and your grace. Generous God, you give us the greatest gift of all, yourself but often we find it hard to take notice. We're caught up with our own gifts, given and received. Forgive us, generous God, for the casual way we treat your gift of love. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today and hear the silent confessions of our hearts. For we pray in the name of Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Hear the good news that the angel proclaimed. Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Messiah the Lord. Authority rests upon his shoulders. In Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, our sins are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Merry Christmas, choir. Read the gospel text this evening from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 1, beginning at verse 18, the story of the birth of the Messiah. Now, the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet Isaiah. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Could it be this baby in my arms sleeping now so peacefully? The Son of God, the angel said, How could it be? not my own, not of my flesh, not of my bones, still father let this baby be the son of my
Joseph the Carpenter. A few moments ago, we sang one of my favorite Christmas carols, Old Little Town of Bethlehem. Phyllis Brooks, who was um, Episcopalian pastor at the Trinity Cathedral in Philadelphia, wrote this poem, Old Little Town of Bethlehem, in 1865, and Developed a little bit, and around about 1868, he gave it to his Sunday school director in Philadelphia and asked him if he could put it to music. And he did so. And it began to spread from church to church and has become one of the great carols in the canon of the church that we sing as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. There's one line in particular that has always haunted me in that first verse of a little town of Bethlehem. Phyllis Brooks said, the hopes and the fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. That has always said so much to me because most of our lives, my life included, is an entanglement of hopes and fears. I've read the Bible enough and dreamed enough to develop some vision of what I hope this world will become or what I long for it to become. It is a vision, it is a hope vision inspired by the prophets of the Old Testament I think of Isaiah who saw a day coming when the nations of the earth would beat their swords into plowshares and the nations would make war no more. I don't know about you, but in this violent world where everyone now feels a bit insecure for one reason or another, I cherish that vision. And I pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let us see the day when the lion and the lamb will lie down together and the little child shall play and not be harmed when they will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. Dear God, bring that day. It is the great hope of the people of God. Bring that day when there's a righteous ruler who rules in justice and righteousness, who cares for the poor, the broken, the homeless, the refugees, the immigrants, who opens his arms to embrace them and let them know that they are included. Oh, Lord, haste. That day, there's a longing in all of our hearts for life, the kind of life that the whole Bible talks about, the life that has meaning and purpose now in this present, a life that sees beyond this life, that sees to the transformation of the old creation and the beginning of a new creation, the life of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, the life in which God is at the center and we are truly human as God intended us to be and we know the joy of eternal life through faith in God. 
Those are some of my hopes. You brought your hopes this evening. Along with those hopes, I also, I brought some fears this evening. And we could go on and on to talk about our fears. Some say that fear drives our whole culture. That fear is strangling the life out of us. If it's not terrorists that we fear, it is disease. It is some form of brokenness. It is the fear of dying. Lives filled with anxiety. Deep in our hearts, we know that these hopes and these fears are wrapped up together. And we long to see today when our hopes are able to embrace our fears and our fears are driven out of human existence into the reality of the kingdom of heaven. Christmas Eve. Nine years ago at this time when I was preaching away here, my second grandson was born. Little Lukey got the word after the service, saw him Christmas Day for the first time. And I tell you, it was really neat to be a grandfather for the second time. We had the whole family over this past week, and we discovered a very quick way to get the Christmas tree decorated. To invite the family over, let us all join together in working to, to bring some great pizza in. And I ate pizza that I normally would not eat because, you know, it adds around the waist. And when we had finished eating the pizza, they wanted to show us some YouTube Jimmy Kimmel videos. And we laughed so hard. Those videos, those Christmas videos, you know about them probably, that, which he invited parents to send videos in of them presenting very special gifts, Christmas gifts to their children in advance to give one gift that the child thought was a very special gift. And so the expectation of not only being on television but of receiving a gift with the whole family gathered around the tragedy was that each of these gifts was the last thing in the world these kids wanted. <laughs> and of course, they were looking for a laugh. And indeed, I was laughing and, until I began to question myself. One little boy, little chubby boy, he began to swell up at the very middle of his body. And before you knew it, his whole body was swollen and his face and his eyes were full of tears and, and he was crying and he took out of the package what was before him. He, he, he hated it and he jumped up and he ran up the staircase and he turned around and he looked his parents in the eyes and cried out, I hate you. That's good preparation for Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> what every parent wants to hear. Christmas Eve. One little boy and girl, they opened their presents. The little boy got a rotten banana, and the little girl got an onion. And these children had enough grace to make like they liked it. <laughs> Let me show you my onion. And of course, the world was laughing, and I was laughing. And I thought, you know, the one thing that we want to teach our children on this night of all nights is that God is good, that the family is good, that the children are, and the parents are good. And the parents only want to give good gifts to their children. I think Jesus said something about that. What we're hoping to build into the lives of our children and our families and in all of our relationships is that fundamental trust that we know that we are held and life is secure and we're embraced by a love that will not let us go. If you've ever received a gift under the Christmas tree that you really didn't want and were disappointed, 
know what I'm talking about. About two months ago, dear friends of mine, a couple, David and Amy Berge, he's a young Presbyterian pastor back in Minneapolis now, was in California. I was his mentor in our company of new pastors. Now, we'd meet in various places around California, usually in monasteries, and have a wonderful time of reading and studying Scripture together, of coming to the table together, of singing, of laughing together. And uh, at one of our early gatherings, he and Amy brought the baby boy and had the privilege of holding him, just his little baby. He was delivered early. Well, two months ago, they had their third, third baby boy. Not too long after moving back to Minneapolis to pastor there. But this time, baby Gregory was born three months early or more, and he weighed less than a pound. They measured him in grams. And they connected with all of us on Caring Bridge two to three times a week. There are messages, almost daily updates. None of us knowing really baby Craig could make it. Many prayers going up. Seeing the anguish of mom and dad, of Amy trying to pump enough milk from her breast to give him the food he needed to make him grow. And I wanted to be one of the cheerleaders. Amy, pump, pump, pump. There were a lot of us cheering her own. Produce the milk. And she said, you know what it's like to be a cow? The message that came today was that this is his, his second month birthday. And she said, he joined the three-pound club. And they've transmitted these wonderful pictures of David holding this little bird-like looking character and Amy pressing this little babe next to her breast, pouring out with all the technology and human compassion possible, seeking to breathe life and love into this little one who has been a gift of God in their life. You know what? I think, I think little Greg is going to make it. They said when he joins the four-pound club, he can be taken out of that little tent that he's in, held in a regular room for a while. But there have been a lot of hurdles. But so far, so good. The reason I tell you this story is that Christmas is about the birth of a child who had parents that loved him, who knew in some sense that he was mysterious and a gift from heaven, that they had been given a special stewardship responsibility for, that angels sang about and wise men came to fall down and worship and present their gifts, a special stewardship responsibility to protect him from danger, and danger would surely come from King Herod and others. And this was only the beginning of the story. No modern technology in that animal cave in Bethlehem that night or in those early months. Just the love of parents not seeking to deceive a child, but simply to embrace by the warmth of their parental love and to breathe into this child the deepening love of God and the child of love for God. The birth of a baby. And Joseph was afraid, as many of us are afraid. 
and he had really bad dreams, and the angel spoke to him, Do not be afraid, Joseph, son of David. The child in Mary's womb is from the Holy Spirit, a gift of God. And he will become the Savior of his people. You are to name him Joshua, Jesus, one who saves. Anybody here tonight that doesn't need to be saved? I need to be saved. And I can only be saved by the grace of God poured out for me, demonstrated for me. The proof of God's amazing love is this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. God sent his Son into the most vulnerable, dangerous circumstances possible to be nurtured and cared for so that he might be the Savior of the world. That was his name, Jesus. And it's why we worship him. Because he's touched our lives. And Matthew said he was the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy in Isaiah 7. Behold, a young woman will conceive and bear a son, and you shall name him Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. It was a prophetic word that was needed by Judah and Israel and all the powers in the Middle East at that time. King Ahaz of Judah and Jerusalem was so terrified that he was seeking to make political alliances. And when, when Isaiah came to him with this message that he ought to be calm, to settle down, to be silent, to trust in God, those who were coming against him as enemies would be removed from the stage of history in no time at all. Trust God. Ask any sign, and God will give you a sign. And Ahaz says, no, I will not accept the sign. And the Lord said through Isaiah, then I'll give you my sign a young woman's going to bear a son, and before he grows up to maturity, your enemies will be gone. Trust. What I need tonight, and I suspect what all of us need in this church and in this nation and around the world, is that vision of a God who is with us. Emmanuel. a God of whom the Apostle Paul could speak, I've become absolutely convinced that there's nothing in life or death. No power in the heavens or below or upon the earth. There's nothing in all the creation that can separate us from the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. This is the good news of Christmas. And it's why we can so joyfully proclaim it that life is not empty that life is filled with meaning because god created us in his image to hear the good news to respond to open our hearts to say yes to the spirit of jesus so that he might be born in us even as he was born in mary that he might be born in us and fuel our hope and discipline our fears, and bring our fears under the lordship of the hope of God, the God of hope. So this evening, here we are, with angels and shepherds and wise men, and multitudes of millions and millions of people of every race and nation and language around the earth tonight, singing praise about the birth of a baby who was fully human, fully God, God's gift that we might live. Don't miss the good news. There's a lot of news. But don't miss the good news of God in Christ. Pray with me.
Oh God, in a world in which we are constantly bombarded with news, with little bits of information disconnected one from another, a world at times in which the marketplace seems to be naked, a world in which people are longing and hungering and thirsting for ultimate reality. We are amongst them. We come to you this evening in this holy space, in this holy time, and we bow before you because in ways that we do not completely understand at all. We found the very reason for existence in trusting in you and following your son, Jesus. Keep us on the long path, we ask, into the fullness of life. In your name we pray. Amen. Tonight we bring our Christmas offering. Let us worship God. Sorry. 
stand and sing that together. It came upon a midnight clear. Lo, the days are hastening on. So sing together. And lo, the days are hastening on by Holy child of Bethlehem, we bring you these gifts with hearts full of gratitude tonight, for you came to live amongst us, Lord of the universe, restrained in swaddling clothes, Savior of all, cradled in the arms of your mother, Prince of Peace, born into a world so weary of conflict. You know the hopes and fears of all of our hearts. With the angels, we long for peace on earth, a peace that is broader and deeper than the end of war. O Son of the Most High, Prince of Peace, have mercy on planet Earth. Wherever there is war, wherever there is pain, wherever there is loneliness, wherever there is fear, wherever there is no hope, Come with healing in your wings. Bring your peace on earth and goodwill amongst us all. Use us and use these gifts for your purposes in this world. Even as we pray for the day when your will is done on earth as in heaven, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our closing carol is Joy to the World, and the words are printed on the back of the bulletin. conclude our service this evening on the north side of the sanctuary in the rose garden as you go out you'll receive a candle we'll gather around the olive tree and the crash we're going to sing together silent night holy night and let our light shine as a witness to this community that jesus christ is the prince of peace and the healer of the world we invite you to join with us the Catechism asks this question, what is your only comfort?
in life and in death. And it answers, my only comfort in life and in death is that I belong to God. Through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, we go forth to let our light shine. Thanks be to God. Amen. Get as close to me as you can. 